Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Wikipedia page for sexting, part one of two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Well, this is something that a lot of us have heard about, but probably don't know the crazy ins and outs about. I'm sure that's the way it always happens with pages like these. So let's get into sexting, shall we? Yeah, let's get into sexting. Sexting. Sexting is sending, receiving, or forwarding sexually explicit messages, photographs, or videos primarily between mobile phones. It may also include the use of a computer or any digital device. The term was first popularized early in the 21st century and is a portmanteau of sex and texting, where the latter is meant in the wide sense of sending a text possibly with images, sexting is not an isolated phenomenon, but one of many different types of sexual interaction in digital contexts that is related to sexual arousal. This is hilarious. <laughs> Background. The first published use of the term sexting was in a 2005 article in the Australian Sunday Telegraph magazine. In August 2012, the word sexting was listed for the first time in Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary. It's true, we used to have assemblies where they in high school where they were like, don't sext each other. <laughs> you just had a lame high school, I guess? I mean, it's a legal issue for minors, so I kind of get where they're coming from. Yeah, I get it, but I mean, that's not going to stop people from sexting. Just saying, oh, no, absolutely don't sext not. anybody. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really strange way to approach it yeah 
that's that's public education. They love abstinence from anything they feel we shouldn't be doing as people. That wasn't what my public education was like. I think that oh. was your public education. Maybe. The Pew Research Center commissioned a study on sexting, which divides the practice into three types. One, exchange of images solely between two romantic partners. Two, exchanges between partners that are shared with others outside the relationship. Three, exchanges between people who are not yet in a relationship, but where at least one person hopes to be. Oh my God. Sexting has become more common with the rise in camera phones and smartphones with internet access that can be used to send explicit photographs as well as messages. While sexting is done by people of all ages, most media coverage fixates on negative aspects of adolescent usage. Young adults use the medium of the text message much more than any other new media to transmit messages of a sexual nature. And teenagers who have unlimited text messaging plans are more likely to receive sexually explicit texts. This article feels like it was written by like, like a five years too late news anchor. Does that this make sense? This is really funny. Yes, it yeah. does. As a result of sexting being a relatively recent practice, ethics are still being established by both those who engage in it and those who create legislation based on this concept. Whether sexting is seen as a positive or negative experience typically rests on the basis of whether or not consent was given to share the images. Nevertheless, Australian laws currently view under 18s as being unable to give consent to sexting even if they meet the legal age for sexual consent. Really? That's interesting, wow. but it makes, it makes sense. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does, because... Like, it's one thing for two people in person to consent to physical sexual activities. But I think it's another issue when it comes to sending images of minors back and forth. But that's not what it said. So you're not addressing what it's written there. They said that the under 18s are unable to give consent on mm -hmm. sexting. But they are right. able to give consent for sex. Right. Yeah. That's how I read it. Right, but so what I'm saying is it makes sense that two individuals who are under 18 but of age to consent to physical in-person sexual activity, that's a different thing than two individuals under 18 sending explicit images. Right, but the issue that they're bringing up is not that it's explicit imagery. They're not saying that it's child pornography. They're just saying that they can't give consent. You're saying the reason for it is something that they're not s citing as a reason. Like, for instance, you don't know if that is child pornography in Australia. Like the imagery or? Yeah. If 16-year-olds in Australia who mm -hmm. can consent to actual sex with adults or each other or whatever maybe they're considered adults because it's the age of consent in australia i don't know the answer but i'm just saying that you're throwing in extra stuff that they're not applying they're not like you're saying your reasoning has nothing to do with what they're stating well this is kind of the explanation that they gave us in america in school. i know but i'm talking about australian laws no, I currently know. view yeah okay yeah i guess you're right i don't know the specifics of australian law but i think it's probably for very similar reasons. Oh, wonderful guess. Thank you. 
Contrary to common misconception, when it comes to preventing abuse among adolescents, consent is more important than trying to stop sexting altogether. Social media application. Sexting has been promoted further by several direct messaging applications that are available on smartphones. The difference between using these applications and traditional sexting is that content is transmitted over the internet or a data plan allowing anyone with internet access to participate. Snapchat appeals to teens because it allows users to send photos for a maximum of 10 seconds before they self-destruct. Outdated. Those sending photos over Snapchat believe they will disappear without consequences so they feel more secure about sending them. There have been several cases where teens have sent photos over these applications expecting them to disappear or be seen by the recipient only, yet are saved and distributed carrying social and legal implications. Even though users believe their photos on Snapchat, for example, will go away in seconds, it is easy to save them through other photo capturing technology, third-party applications, or simple screenshots. These applications claim no responsibility for explicit messages or photos that are saved. Snapchat's privacy policy on sexting has evolved to include sending content over new smartphone applications because of their appealing features such as the anonymity or temporary elements. These applications carry the same risks and consequences that have always existed. That does sound very outdated compared to what Snapchat is now. Yes, very. But now there's a whole section just about Snapchat. So true. Snapchat. A 2009 study found that 4% of teenagers aged 14 to 17 claim to have sent sexually explicit photos of themselves. Those teenagers are now adults. <laughs> yes, very far. much so. Yeah. In 2009, they're chasing after their kids and growing pot bellies. I don't even think Snapchat was out yet in 2009. I bet it was. Hold on, let's see. I am correct. It was created September 16th, 2011. Really? Yeah, because I remember it. I remember it coming out and getting big. So where's this 2009 study? I don't know. Is well, hold on. Let's, let's move on. Let's keep reading. All let's right. 15% of these teens also claim to have received sexually explicit photos. This suggests a consent issue of people receiving photos without asking for them. This is enhanced with Snapchat, as the person receiving Snapchats will not be aware of the contents until they open it, and messages are automatically deleted after some time. Although sexting through Snapchat is popular, joke sexting is more prevalent among users. Sending sexual images as a joke makes up approximately a quarter of the participants. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you do things, you know, as a joke. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Thank you for listening to that message, everybody. Now let's get to Snapchat and relationships. Uh, you know, actually, before we do that, I just wanted to say that I did click on this study and it was 2016 study. So that's pretty crazy. But here's the thing. I, I know how they made the error because it came out in 2011, right? Mm-hmm. The study's five years after. Their mistake is five years before. Someone mm. had like a mental fart <laughs> and we're Editors, down the wrong please come in. Thing. <laughs> Relationships. Sexting is a prevalent and normalized practice among youth in many Western liberal democracies. Many couples engage in sexting. In a 2011 study, 54% of the sample had sent explicit pictures or videos to their partners at least once, and one-third of their sample had engaged in such activities occasionally. In areas where gender roles traditionally expect men to initiate sexual encounters, sexting is used by women to offer nude images to male partners, allowing women greater latitude to instigate sex. Mass media does not encourage teen or underage sexting because of the child pornography laws they could violate. According to whom? However, a recent study found young women are significantly more likely than young men to be pressured into sending a nude photo by their partner. In 2013, it was found that sexting is often used to enhance the relationship and sexual satisfaction in a romantic partnership. Sexting thus can be considered a behavior that ties into sexuality and the subsequent level of relationship satisfaction experienced by both partners. Based on the interviews conducted by Albury and Crawford, they discovered that sexting is commonly used in positive aspects. According to Albury and Crawford, Sexting was not only an activity occurring in the context of flirtation or sexual relationships, but also between friends as a joke or during a moment of bonding. Reportedly, hedonism played a role in motivating sexting and the length of relationships was negatively correlated with sexting behaviors. The study had a small sample size, so more research needs to be done surrounding sexting and motivation, but it is clear that sexting is a phenomenon that is not constrained to simply unattached individuals looking for fun, it is used by those in intimate relationships to increase feelings of intimacy and closeness one's partner. I think they mean in closeness with one's partner. For teens, sexting can also act as a prelude or in lieu of sexual activity as an experimental phase for those who are yet to be sexually active and for those who are hoping to start a relationship with someone. In a 2013 study conducted by Drown et al., it was found that sexting is also associated with attachment styles, as those with attachment avoidance are more likely to engage in sexting behaviors, just as these individuals are also more likely to engage in casual sex. Thus, instead of increasing intimacy in these types of relationships, sexting may act as a buffer for physical intimacy. Studies while some studies have evaluated sexting by married couples or young men who have sex with men, the majority of attention is directed at heterosexual adolescents. A 2015 online survey of a population representative quota sample of in 1,500 adults in Germany ages 18 to 85, 48% women, 
52% men showed that 41% of the respondents had sent a sext at least once in their lives. Sending erotic texts was most common, followed by erotic photos and videos of oneself. A statistically significant increase in participation in sexting was shown by persons of male gender, younger age, marital status, unmarried, and non-heterosexual identity. The respondents reported significantly more positive than negative effects of their sexting activities. Some studies of adolescents find that sexting is correlated with risky behaviors, while other studies have found no link. Although the focus has been primarily on heterosexual teenagers, a recent study demonstrates that the number of people that send sexual images of themselves vary. In a 2008 survey of 1,280 teenagers and young adults of both sexes sponsored by the National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancy, I'm sure these results, <laughs> I wonder what these results are like considering who ran the test. True. 20% of teens, 13 to 20, and 33% of young adults, 20 to 26, had sent nude or semi-nude photographs of themselves electronically. Additionally, 39% of teens and 59% of young adults had sent sexually explicit text messages. Sexting became popular among teens around 2009, especially among high school students in the United States, where 20% of high school students said they had engaged in sexting or receiving. A widely cited 2011 study indicated the previously reported prevalence was exaggerated. Researchers at the University of New Hampshire surveyed 1,560 children and caregivers reporting that only 2.5% of respondents had sent, received, or created sexual pictures distributed via cell phone in the previous year. Perhaps shedding light on the overreporting of earlier studies, the researchers found that the figure rose to 9.6% when the definition was broadened from images prosecutable as child pornography to any suggestive image, not necessarily nude ones. And that's where we're going to end it for part one. That is where we're going to end it. Although the next paragraph starts with, despite this, kind of like in the middle of a thought. That is true, but, you know, the show will go on tomorrow. Great, great, and great. This has been the Wikipedia page for Sex Date, part one of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button like you consensually smash your partner through sexting. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. <laughs>